This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Isn't it bullshit to have to question where your food comes from? At Vital Farms, you can trace your pasture-raised eggs all the way back to the source, the pasture. On the side of each pasture-raised carton of eggs, you'll find the name of the farm where your eggs were laid. And when you look the farm up on their website, you'll get a peek at all the sunshine, fresh air, and open space the hens enjoy. Learn more and find out where to buy them at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit-free. Awesome. Here we go. I think, I think we finally did it. Okay. You did it, Jen. Well, you did it because you were patient. Oh, I'm. I don't. What do I? I mean, I'm. I'm here for it. I'm whatever you need. So, I guess I should remind people the views and opinions of the show of the Matter Report are those of the host and guest, and do not reflect any sponsors, EvergreenPodcast.com, KillerPodcast.com, or anybody else. I got my my favorite. One of my favorite guests of all time on tonight. We're going to talk to. Oh, Germantown Runner popped this bio up for me, so I'm going to see how bad I can butcher it. Our guest tonight is longtime friend of the show, Rebe- Dr. Rebecca Hausel. She is a self-described pop culture professor and one of the most popular guests on the Mauer Report. She is also a best-selling international author, editor, blogger, expert, speaker on spiritual wellness. Did, I, did, I, did he miss anything in there? <laughs> Not at all. Wow. You got it all. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, Jim. I always love coming on. You know, you're you're one of my favorite hosts, and I have really, honestly, I've only missed one show in all the years I've known you because I was I had clients or something. So otherwise, I haven't even missed a single show because I love it so much. You're so good at this. Honestly, it's really wonderful. You know, I'm very honored to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. And it see, I I can't remember. I know how we crossed paths. I'm sh- I'm almost sure of it. My favorite addiction, <laughs> which was Twitter, but that was God. That was how many years ago was that? That was over ten years ago. It was. It was. Yeah, it was a well over ten years ago. And I I do think that um, it was Twitter, uh, which is interesting because today it's X and it's gone through a whole transformation in and of itself. But so have we, right? You're yeah. doing this wonderful thing now. That's quite quite. Quite amazing. I don't know what your audience knows or doesn't know, but well, know I'm proud of you. They know. They know most of it, actually. Um, they they they've probably heard the other part too. I, I shouldn't uh, uh, submitted it as a major announcement. I'm sure they've been aware of it coming for a while because I've kind of I don't want to say teased it because it's not the right word. But but first, let's. So, what is new in your life? Because you're so, <laughs> you're so busy. I, don't, I, I try to keep up with you, and I feel like I'm oh, a year or a month behind every time. <laughs> well, you actually know more about me than most people, than even my own family, which is interesting because you follow me um, in a few places. So, like, I have a couple of different things happening, like you said. But right now, the big news is that I became board certified um, in hypnotherapy, and so now I'm board certified and that's pretty awesome. And I'm in 10 states at this, at this time and just got into a, another new program that can help me to expand and grow and very grateful to everybody who comes to me for hypnotherapy and for life coaching. And it's awesome. Yeah. Big change. I've been board certified for a long time. Oh, wait, that's the different <laughs> spell on the board. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. I think that you're like one of the healthiest, like mentally, one of the healthiest people I know. You are always supportive. You're always positive. I've never known you to not be. And you, you know, and you've overcome challenges in your own life, like all of us have. But you've had some some pretty big challenges, and, and you're still smiling, and you're still making all of us smile, giving other people reasons to like think and engage in their world. I mean, you know, you're, you're pretty amazing, Jim. I try. That's all I can say to that. (laughs) Checks in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, I, unfortunately I'm sort of cursed with only being able to tell the truth. So (laughs) it is just, I mean, it's the truth. It's who you are. And you've been that way consistently. Like you said, we've known each other for well over a decade and, that's pretty rare. You are you are who you are, and and that's quite wonderful and special. 
And that's the one thing I want to make sure through this journey that I stayed. Um, oh, well, that's that's ridiculous. Germantown Runner just popped up a question about what we we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, and he had no idea. No, no idea what we we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, his sixth sense was <laughs> tingling, apparently. Things we were talking about, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Germantown Rune. What's going on? Everybody's doing well. Um. That's the one thing I want to make sure throughout the course of the show because it's so easy to become. What's I, I, I joke with my kids about the streamer jerk phenomenon. Once you get to uh. a certain level of whatever, they stop you know answering comments and stop doing this and stop doing that and all this other stuff. And I said you got to make sure that no matter what you're doing, you just take care of the small people because they'll take care of you. Not that you're small. Oh person, my god! But or 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 that Dave, you know, our 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 our. Person saying, "Hey, <laughs> get to get to it already. <laughs> get on with it. It's like a Monty Python skit." <laughs> oh, we love you, Dave. Oh, we could, but okay. So let's get to it. Let's get to the first topic of really desire tonight. Um, Taylor Swift. I mean, there is, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, oh, well, you've been busy today, so you might not have seen the conspiracy theories coming in about. Hey Jim, yeah. I don't know if you... oh oh there you are. Yeah, I'm gonna... sorry. I, I was gonna say the I little green bar stopped for both of us there for a second. Okay. I, know, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, we, we, do, we should tell the audience too that we do have like a paranormal situation that happens usually when we get together. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's I... often paranormal events that surround us. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little confused by that, but we're gonna go with that. So we, we're talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Did you hear about um, the um, conspiracy theories about all of this? About about Taylor Swift and yeah. and um, mm. well, I think that the, the <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's interesting when I think about I mean I think about about the fact that this woman is um, so incredibly talented and also a woman, you know. So anytime there's any kind of rumors swirling around women, I kind of feel like it's sexism. Oh no. Not that word. <laughs> so, well, tell me exactly what... There's a lot of conspiracies surrounding her. Okay. Which ones are you referring to? Well, I'm referring to the ones that the NFL wanted her... Well, actually, it's some kind of backdoor for the, the, the Biden campaign to get her in front of more people. It is a total and complete clown show what these people are talking about. Do you know how many things uh. have to go right for any of this stuff to happen? Yeah, I think that that one's a little bit out there. See, that's not one I've heard. I've heard of a few other ones, but I guess I won't talk about those because well, when, when, I, know, when I start I, with the way out there, when it makes any of the rest the rest of them seem plausible, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, actually. Yeah. No, I mean, I just think that that's just baloney. Uh, unfortunately, I know some people want to think it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just offer this to your audience. When you begin to obsessively think about something that that it's just a narrative that doesn't have any basis in reality or that you believe might have a basis in reality, this kind of rumination or obsessive thinking is to escape something in your reality that makes you uncomfortable that you don't want to think about. So I'd, I'd offer that <laughs> to your audience to like consider that before buying into these narratives that are really just follow the money you know follow the money basically look at the reality look at look at what's really happening in the moment stay present and uh, these conspiracies i mean conspiracy theories exist because conspiracies have happened right <laughs> well to some degree i think i don't I'm... this one though is is really out there and this one stinks of sexism in my opinion so you know um just let leave the girl alone she's got an nfl boyfriend who cares you know, she's beautiful. She's she, she's 34 years old. She's born December 13, 1989, in Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, and she rose to, she rose to fame and acclaim because of her talent. Because um, this is not like it's not like she's you know a, a supermodel here. So she's not unattractive, but she's not exactly you know. I don't I don't know that people would be knocking themselves over in the street to go get her. You know? <laughs> like 
she's just a person, uh, but she happens to be really talented. And what a songwriter, too. That's, that's and I'm not a Swifty. Full disclosure, I'm not a Swifty. I'm not, I don't have any tickets to her. What was it, the Eras Tour? Yeah, well, if you could get them, that's a whole other can of worms. Well, you can get them. You just have to spend a lot of money, like the Beyonce tour. Well, I'm not, I'll say it, I'm not shitting gold bricks anytime soon, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I appreciate Beyonce making lemonade and all that, but I mean, I just am not spending 1700 bucks for a, a nosebleed seat. Just wasn't going to do it. And uh, same thing with Taylor Swift. Um, and you were, I did try to get tickets. I'll put that out there. Somebody in my family loves Taylor Swift, and I tried to get tickets uh, for the New Orleans show because she added that on, and I thought I had a shot at getting him. And you had to be invited to be a part of a, like, early thing, and I was, but then, then like, I, I didn't get the next level invite. There was, like, several levels of invitations you had to wait for, and I was like, ah. I'm never going to get these tickets, and in fact, I did not. And then the people who did get them are reselling them for like crazy amounts of money, like 2,500 bucks. Again, nosebleeds. It's just the impossible dream. You can see her more easily and readily on movie screens uh, yeah. across America. So she's making a killing. I think about oh, it's billions, isn't it? It's over a billion yeah, dollars now. Billions now. I can't, I've lost track. Every time I read an article or see something about it, it just seems like. It's just going up and up and up, which is great. I mean, nothing wrong with that. No, and what your audience might find even more fascinating, uh, as we're talking about billions and Taylor Swift in the music industry, I'm a pop culture professor, as you so nicely pointed out, and um, so I work you know, with, with movie people, TV people. So between movies, TVs, and music, all that money altogether is nothing in comparison to the video game market. That actually supersedes both of those in terms of how much it makes so you know celebrity i don't know if it's, all it's cracked up to be i think i'd rather be a video game designer and own the rights to some really amazing video games that are out there that's, that's where the money's at that's fascinating but I, I gotta get back to this taylor swift one more thing about her you mentioned she was from <laughs> pennsylvania I yes you, you know you know that i've been watching the house and son of the pennsylvania quite substantially the last year that's a, we'll get into mm. that in a little bit they spent, mm -hmm. the House spent a full day debating the merits of having a motion for having the uh, someday in honor of her. Mm. It was a bit well, of <laughs> It's given all the problems that uh, students and things that yeah, have schooled yeah, so like, Really, yeah. that, that's what we're going to spend a day on, a session day on. Okay. Mm. But, yep, it's it's quite a... Our, our, Political, our politics in general are pretty ridiculous at this time. Yeah, there's really no hope, and no matter what what direction you you feel is best there, politically speaking, I'm, I don't think that there's really much hope in either direction. I'm pretty nihilistic about it at this point because of stuff like what you just referred to. You know, yeah, spending the whole day on that is wow. Yep. Um. So you mentioned video games, which is just phenomenal to me because you know back in the day you know we used to play these Oregon Trail and all this other stuff and then they got a little bit better and a little bit better and now I'm looking at you know you're scrolling um, YouTube or TikTok and you see a, a, a video game and you have to stop it's like I'm like is that the real game or is that a video game I'm like when did this happen and you know all the all the I mean is it Roblox or Minecraft I don't know what the, the big one is now but it's just phenomenal. Well, Minecraft is, was Dan TDM. That's where we, we went to go see Dan TDM with, with your yeah. family. Yeah. Um, that was for Minecraft. That like Becoming a big-time YouTuber for playing video games, That that's a thing, you know. Um, well, there's professional leagues for it now and all this other stuff. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. No, I mean, that's, that's no lie. I, I think it's so interesting, too. I was thinking about... You guys remember, your audience probably remembers a GTA or Grand Theft Auto. Who remembers sticking up hose for hell? Speaking of <laughs> sexism. Because <laughs> then you have to shoot them when they get out of the car so that you can take their money. And, you know, so you get the help and then you get the money. Anybody? Anybody? 
I bet you. I bet you remember that. You may not want to admit that you did that, but uh, well, there was you, a but... time. Yes, in the younger <laughs> days that's... when I didn't know better. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good because I did it too. Um, but I'm just gonna because <laughs> you had to win because it was about winning the game. But then that like evolved into something really weird, like waterboarding and oof, I'm like ugh. I just couldn't even go near it. But Halo, Halo, Halo was something I loved. Oh, and who 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 remembers? Who, okay, <laughs> this is for the old school. This is for the OGs. Anybody here remember Kingdom of Loathing? I'll have to wait. For I would love here, it if you I, did. I do not. We gotta so. wait for that answer because that one was something. Uh, that one was like stick figures, and it was just weird. But it like had a cult following. It's amazing. If it's... anybody remembers it, I'd be impressed. It's amazing what, because um, there's some things that I think should have more of a following than they do, and some of the stuff that <laughs> does, you're like, what? How? <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. What about Kingdom Hearts? Was that Ted? Did you like that one? That was one of my faves. I love Kingdom Hearts. I Kingdom still a favorite. Well, that was uh, Germantown Runners' uh, college radio name, uh, senior year. So, Kingdom of Love. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he remembers. Yeah, so apparently, he, apparently, either he remembers or is playing along with us. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 Dave, we love you. We love you. It was like meat or something. Meat was the like currency in that game. It was very weird. Um, it was like it was like some kind of homoerotic um, undertones to it. It was very interesting. Um, and then they had all these weird stickers and stuff. They had merch, like <laughs> like stick figure merch. It was just very odd, and uh, but really, really popular. Interesting, interesting, interesting. In the late '80s. Oh no, it wasn't the late '80s. I'm sorry, guys. It was late '90s. I gotta remember late '80s Atari. We were, that was Atari season. <laughs> <laughs> Late um, 90s of Kingdom of Loathing. So, what else? What else is on the? Well, you're you're busy with the other stuff, but pop culture wise, there has to be a few things popping off besides Miss Swift. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, there is. Okay. So I'm going to go to my favorite, still a friend of mine from the Wizard World days, Jason Momoa, <laughs> Aquaman. Uh, we love our Aquaman. Of course, that whole franchise is is at its end. That just closed off in December with that movie that he made, a movie. <laughs> um, but he has a new show. Um, I believe it's on Max. And he's uh, he's like about roaming. He just goes around. It's kind of a dude fest if you like, if you're into that sort of thing. It's very male-oriented. And he's off on a motorcycle half the time and meeting rock stars and it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting um and also he's got this thing about saving the environment and the oceans and so he's got this he's part of a new company called humble and if you guys um you know are averse to getting something like alzheimer's or breast cancer you may want to avoid aluminum in like your deodorant and this this company does that and they use paper packaging or plastic, you get to choose. So it's kind of interesting, and that's something that's a Jason Momoa thing right now. That is interesting. Saving the environment and roaming. <laughs> oh, and his, and his Mealy Vodka. He's got like a, a vodka, and also he does water. My God, this guy's <laughs> well, so much. There, there used to be a guy that turned water into wine, but we're not going to go there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Because uh, I'm, I'm a big Jesus fan. I, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I'm. I think that what's happening in pop culture. I was just watching. I'm, I'm, like there was like a Twilight marathon on um, on like Freebie or something. If you guys stream TV, and I was thinking about how far we've come from the sparkly vampires. Yeah. Uh, truly, not terribly far, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I was talking uh, about that with my wife the other day because well, you had the Twilight, yeah. you had the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon, and then. There hasn't been connected to Twilight. There hasn't been anything since, like the books and the movie and the whole, you know, the whole package deal. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's really not the Harry Potter 
these are these were all phenomenons that were connected to like that sort of time period, late '90s, early 2000s. And remember that that line that I would say at Comic Con: "Monsters became our heroes because humans became the monsters," and that had everything to do with 9/11, and it brought in things like Vampire Diaries, True Blood, all these kinds of energies that were just, you know, a bunch of bloodsuckers. But being a sociopath became, like, heroic somehow. And even our superheroes, like, including Jason Momoa's version of Aquaman, I mean, he creates this problem. This this could be a spoiler alert if you haven't seen any of the movies, but he kind of creates his own enemy, and and that's sort of usually, like with Batman, it's the opposite. Um, the Joker, or who the Joker was as a criminal, ends up creating Batman, but usually they create each other in some way, right? And then Batman creates Joker. <laughs> it's like it's like a little, they're caught in, a, in this cycle together. And so it's very interesting how that all sort of works. And, and the, the sociopathic tendencies, as I think something to really look at ourselves because as we get higher and higher contact with technology, especially after the pandemic with zoom, et cetera, uh, remote work, uh, we need to kind of slow it down a little bit and recognize basically that we're, we ha- may have some of those traits ourselves and uh, we need to pay attention. Well, that's funny because German town runner wanted me to ask you about post COVID, how we're going to, I don't want to say adapt. I forget the word he used, but we're we're definitely changed people now. I mean, we're now a little bit removed from the the bomb dropping. I'll say it. Probably get me flagged on some streaming site for saying it, but uh, <laughs> won't, be, won't be the first time. Probably won't be the last time. Uh, I hope not. Um, You're but, worth yourself. <laughs> but how how are things starting? Are we starting to see a I hate to use this. This this is just as bad. A return to normal? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, if you if your audience will note the increase in in mass shootings, for example, and um, you know the uh, the continued increases in bullying and in suicide attempts and um, suicide itself, we're we're not anywhere close to normal and. And with treatments like ketamine, um, it's basically a horse tranquilizer, and it's it's now being used as an IV treatment to help people who are dealing with basically PTSD and trauma and other other things. But uh, it can be used combined with antipsychotics because people are not well. So you know, COVID, the danger from COVID may largely be over, except for those that got those early strains they've got long COVID and they're dealing with those things and that's very serious still Uh, but uh, yeah we definitely are having a mental health crisis and that was here before COVID started yeah that's kind of the um, the next question I had from him because you 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 practice in that arena I almost said dabble in that arena I know that is are you saying, is it more everybody, or is there a particular generation that you're picking up on? Oh, no, no. I mean, I know that uh, millennials were picked on for a long time. and Now millennials are, you know, the the oldest one is like 50 years old, right? Um, and so we, we've got Gen Z coming up in the ranks. Uh, uh, every generation is going to have a little bit of a different mental health situation because we all grow up in different time periods with different influences and that goes back to postmodernism looking at our positionality it's called so everything from our parents to religions and education levels there's the socioeconomics of our families where we're born have your audience think about this for a moment wherever you were born guys imagine being born someplace like Los Angeles, California, you know, it's wherever you were born, like imagine being born in Alaska, you know, Juneau, Alaska or something like all of a sudden changing where you were born to someplace extremely different from there. Your life would not have been the same. That's all part of your positionality. Um, Your birth order, if you have siblings, if you don't have siblings, where you are in that 
pecking order, as it were. Even psychology studies show that even your hair color, your eye color, down to even (laughs) how far apart your eyes are can affect your whole life. Uh, So pretty interesting how people perceive of you. They perceive you um, in different ways, and that affects you. How you, if you're, if you get ref- if people reflect back that you're attractive, for example, because you have whatever it is that makes you attractive, you're going to be more confident as you go through the world. You're going to have this ability to do things. And, and, and where does that come from? It doesn't just come from within ourselves. It comes from our environment, our parents, their confidence levels, and frankly, their mental health. It's come from healthier People like mentally, if they're not winging it, if they if they've got their stuff together, then you're going to have more confidence yourself, and that affects our whole lives. So that that focus on mental health, we really really need to seriously with that technology aspect. All that does is increase the likelihood of us getting rejected. That's why mass shootings and things like that, and the increase in suicide, it's part of that explanation that it's easier to get rejected. So let me ask you about the uh, the new phenomenon, which makes me cringe every time I see it because, well, you'll understand here in a second, these new AI chatbots that are supposed to help people feel better. <laughs> you like how I said that? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, well, as a proud owner of a robot myself, and a lover of all things AI and futurist and hoping that nanites actually can get injected in my body so they can fix the things that have gone wrong. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's got its uses, um, but I, I do, I am concerned when, uh, wasn't it some AI driven thing that just like won an award for writing a song? <laughs> yeah, there's that. And there's... Yeah, yeah. There's the AI that, or the AI robot that shut himself off because he wanted to kill people. (laughs) So it's it's not great. Laugh at that, but (laughs) well, at least he shut himself off. But I'm just thinking. Now we've, I'm sure we've talked about this before. The addiction to the dopamine you get from the phone, right? Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dr. Paul Zach's research talks about that. Um, He did a number of TED talks, 2012, 2014. And talked about how males in particular, your levels of oxytocin go up higher. Um, So in terms of if we were to compare male neurochemistry to female neurochemistry, and this is people born male or born female, however you present today is is how you present today. But, But being born those things, you have certain neurochemistries that are part of that and and Males just have less oxytocin. I don't want to say less because I don't want you to feel like you're less than, but of course it's just it's different but not deficient, um, but still less oxytocin. So that's why you have emotional containment. Um, and that's why war exists and weapons exist, to be honest with you. That, that's where that comes from, that, that neurochemistry. And so, you know, that's the, the oxytocin is the thing that helps us to connect the dots, it helps us to connect our emotions to things like, you know, not killing people, <laughs> for example. Um, and and so, you know, social media and the phone and things like that is the, that's that's kind of helpful for males, um, not so helpful for females to get a lot of criticism now on mass. Yeah, it's so easy to hide behind the keyboard. Oh, technology makes it easy to be an a. Oh. Not to be confused with AI. Just for... <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> keep know. Those, keep those lines clear. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to circle back to you mentioned the parents' uh, mental wellness earlier. and I've been working on this theory. Now, I don't think this is my theory by any stretch of the imagination. You're probably going to tell me who's done this before and has this, had these huh? thoughts. But for me, it's bubbling, been bubbling in my head for a while. The kids that don't leave their radius of their town. I heard a story the other day 
of a kid. Well, she's a, a, a woman now, but when she was a kid, she never went over the bridge in town, got out of town. And how her worldview changed when she got over that bridge. I mean, we're talking, I mean, when I go into this town, I go over that bridge. Like, it's, you know, isn't monumental by any stretch of the imagination if you're in that town. It's right on the edge of town, right? But for her, it was this, like, my, the, the earth might as well have been flat, and it dropped off right there. Until she was 16 or 17 and started to drive herself, right? And then the whole world opened up to her. There was more outside of that little town. Right. I'm think I'm, there's got to be some kind of connection to how people perceive the world, the more they see it. And I'm not even saying like they, you know, you go to Madrid or whatever. I'm just saying get out of your little ten mile circle. That's it. And I like that you brought this up because it's my second favorite, or it might be actually my favorite person to talk about of all time, Joseph Campbell. Come on, Campbell heads. You, I know you're out there, Joseph Campbell, the author. Of here with a thousand faces. It was published 1949-1950, based on a million years worth of human narrative, where Campbell found the single thread, common thread in all human narrative across culture, across time, space, religion, doesn't matter, um, geography. Everybody had the same symbols, and exactly what you're talking about, Jim, is that hero cycle going from a space of relative isolation of childhood, of your own family, your friends in your neighborhoods, in your community, you go to the schools, you know, in those areas. And then at some point you get what Joseph Campbell called the call to adventure. And you cross a threshold and go into the wider world. And Harry Potter had Hagrid. Uh, you know, there's a threshold guardian of some kind, and there's usually a talisman. Uh, for again, Harry Potter references out there, it's a, it was the scar for sure, it was his talisman. Um, but the, you know, the, the same things exist in all human narrative. In fact, one of the biggest, best-selling franchises, movie franchises of all time, the author, the person who wrote the script, used Joseph Campbell. Can you guess what it was? Oh, no. I'm not going to try because there's too much out there. There's too many. It's Star Wars and George Lucas penned Star Wars using Joseph Campbell's Here with a Thousand Faces. In fact, Joseph Campbell did a big, like, uh, his, like, one of his last big interviews was with Bill Moyers in the late 80s before he passed away, and it was on Skywalker Ranch in Marin County, um, George Lucas's home at the time. You know, he just helped Joseph Campbell, like, was like, hey, man, I made billions of dollars because of you. Come and live on my ranch for free. <laughs> well, I mean, not the worst thing ever, right? No, it pays to be a scholar sometimes if you're Joseph Campbell. Um, but <laughs> he taught for many years at Sarah Lawrence College. And, uh, you know, he, he just kind of he used psychology um, from Carl Jung, Jungian psychology, uh, also Sabina Spielrein was very important in that research as well, and essentially looked at the collective unconscious. And so what you were talking about is how people, when they cross that threshold or that bridge, in this case, like that young woman, uh, the moment you cross the threshold and you go into the wider world, trials, and some of the trials are like finding the father or, you know, the, the belly of the whale, you know, those moments where you're backed against a wall and there's no one to help you but you. Those are big challenges. And the difference between the hero and the villain, to circle back to what we were talking about earlier, how, how monsters became the heroes because humans became the monsters, and how heroes and villains create each other, the difference between a hero and a villain is that they both survive the trials and they both get to the pinnacle of this hero cycle, which is becoming master of two worlds. The place that you came from, that space of isolation with your family, your school, your friends, your community, and then you go off to college or, you know, you cross the bridge, you, you cross the threshold or whatever the symbol is for you, and you end up meeting new people going to new places and realizing that the world is much bigger than you thought it was. And then you face all kinds of issues and trials and how you go through those trials. You have to 
recognize that the world is not black and white. You have to transcend the duality. That's what makes you a hero. When you see the world in terms of black and white, those are the villains. So there you go. There I go. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd like it. (laughs) So I'm going to drop this question on you as it happens, real time here. Yeah. Because I'm ready to, I don't know where to shift to, so I'm going to shift with this question because what else can I do? Question for, question for Doc from Germantown Runner. What NHL team does she root for? The Sabres, the Rangers, the Islanders? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, I'm a Saints fan, y'all. That's football. Do you watch any hockey? Hockey? Oh, gosh. Oh, I, I got to go with Bruins. I got to go with Bruins because I, I was born in Boston. I, I got to go with the Boston Bruins there. I, although I am a big fan of the Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, because of a, a former student was on the Maple Leafs. Fuckers who like the Yankees, <laughs> y'all can suck it. No. <laughs> Red Sox Nation forever. <laughs> Wicked awesome. Where'd it go? Now he's saying the audio has gone again. Well, we'll just keep talking. It's got to be somewhere. It's, it's working <laughs> on my screen, so I don't know what to tell him. <laughs> um, wow which is just yeah well that's always fun um let's see he just popped up another message probably probably okay so here we go this is another question from him and i i think we're going to probably spill out into some other things and then we'll flip gears Valentine's Day. are you decorated yet decorated for, for val- valentine's day no but um mardi gras i got that all set up which what is that yeah i mean i know it has something to do with lent which is starting really early because of easter's the end of the of march yeah it's actually the day before valentine's day this year um it has a lot to do with moon cycles because that it's based on easter 40 days you know the, easter is actually based on moon cycles right, right. so um so, yeah, Mardi Gras literally means Fat Tuesday, and it's part of the culture of New Orleans, y'all. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal here um, to kind of celebrate, and there's two months of parades and parties, and it's laissez-le-bon-temps-brûlé. It's, it's let-the-good-times-roll season here. And the world goes on a diet in January, but here in Louisiana, we eat eating king cake. I was going to say, Fat Tuesday is just Tuesday for me. I, I didn't realize there was a different holiday. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a whole holiday. And the Monday before is called Lindy Gras. So you got Lindy Gras, you got Mardi Gras, you got big, big, big parades. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about food. Uh, I just can't help myself at this point. <laughs> it's too late to be eating. It's, just one of, it's one of the cities where I have an office, so that's part of why I'm. I know so much about it. Um, so I have family here too, right? So probably your favorite city. Mm, oh, it's absolutely my favorite city. Sorry, everybody else, but New Orleans is completely unique. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, good place to be this time of year too. It, it was 67 degrees today. It was warm. Um, you know, in terms of New York, much warmer than there. <laughs> I was gonna say, my, I'm looking at my weather, little weather forecast down on the bottom. It says it's currently 32 degrees and cloudy. Uh huh. <laughs> so where at in New Orleans? No, for me. Oh, where you are? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Because yeah. you're like close to a 45 degree latitude or something, right? So yeah. you know, New Orleans is on the Gulf of Mexico. You know, hey, it's going to be warm here. Well, that's that's fair. We can have that, right? You can have that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's a good place. Great city. Good so you, people. That's the thing. Really kind people here. Good community. I was going to say, I, you know, watching from afar, uh, after Katrina, it seemed like they really were a solid community beyond anything else. Together. Oh, absolutely. Gosh. If you, you know, you're looking for community, this is the place to move to. 
honestly. There's a lot. It's, it's very big here. Yep. So anything it's, else? It's just an amazing city. Anything else on your radar before we transition into what I got to talk about tonight? In terms of pop culture? Yeah. Mm, I think that uh, people need to uh, check out. There's a lot of great shows coming up. Um, I don't know if anybody is a big Prime fan, but uh, definitely check out a show called The Lovers. It's based in Northern Ireland on Prime. You just want to look at those stories that are more uh, sort of sort of looking at real life things, uh, but but I have like a a happy spin to it, you know. So that's those are the things that are going to help you psychologically, kind of get through whatever you got to get through during your day, your work day, and that's one of those shows. There's a lot of shows like that. Then there's something talking about suicide. I think it's like it's in it's it's based in Australia and it's about a young woman who witnessed her parents' death and her journey to sort of becoming a healer, a wounded healer. That's kind of a theme I think in pop culture, the wounded healer. Well, because I think that's kind of the theme in life, isn't it? It is, and I think that's part of the big announcement for you too. Part of what you're doing. Well, we're going to pop the brakes. Germantown Runner popped up one more good question. I like it, so we're going to go with it. Especially, okay. since, especially since Germantown Runner gave me another good question. And since you're a writer and editor and all this other good stuff, I have to ask you. Okay. Now, we're, circling, we're circling <laughs> back to the AI. With the rollout of AI, <laughs> do you think incidents of plagiarism will increase? Incidences of plagiarism because of AI? Yeah. No, actually, um, AI is what prevents the plagiarism from happening. When I was a professor, which is like a ridiculously long time that I'm not going to say because then I'll be admitting my age. I'm a grandmother. There you go. Four years ago. Enjoy that knowledge. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, yep, that's it. Um, I'm a gilf right now. I used to be a milf. Now I'm a gilf. It is what it is. Um, (laughs) Well, congratulations on that, by the way. But anyways, back to the point. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So we, we used to have a program where we'd run the student papers through this program and it would highlight areas that even remotely resembled something um, from a book or even Wikipedia. Like uh, there was a lot of plagiarism that was happening and then they would end up because half the time they would copy and paste from Wikipedia and they'd get caught and then they'd, you know, for undergraduates, you aren't going to kick them out that they're there to learn. And so that's a lesson that we taught them. Can y'all hear that? Can y'all hear that steamship? That's a Natchez. <laughs> on the no, I can't, actually. So can I, don't know if they can, I can't hear it, so they probably can't. Yeah, Which... oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty loud on my end. Yeah, the river's right there, so it's, uh, it's coming through. I'm doing a lot of outreach, outreach work here, so. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, there you go. So, no, I don't think it's going to increase plagiarism. I think it decreases it. It's a very useful tool. Don't get me wrong. I've used it to send some, you know, emails and write some stuff just to get so I could edit it and put my tone into it, but not, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm a futurist in a lot of ways, so I like technology. I, w- I want it to fix my body. I want it to, I want us to use things like nanites to fix people's brains so that personality disorders like the socially destructive cluster B personality disorders can be literally stamped out of humanity so we can stop wars and have peace. I'm not kidding. I'm like, I'm like get rid of it. You know, just get rid of it. It'd be, it'd be nice we to get rid of some that. of those can, destructive behaviors, for sure. We can program that out, yeah. it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm sort of pro... I'm a futurist, really, in that way. I really do feel like we should program out hate if we can. And I think we can. Neurogenetics suggests we can. So we should. Hey, there's smarter people in the world than me, thank God. Mm, I don't know. I know it's it's a very dangerous thing because of you know, it has a lot of a lot of complications and it can be dangerous in the wrong set of hands. All that's something I completely and totally acknowledge, but I also acknowledge the fact that the Holocaust happened and uh, hey, it's anti-Semitism is still at an all-time high. So, you know, you kill millions upon millions of people, you target them, talk about bullying on a mass global scale, and still happening. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of what things the that are yeah. dangerous in the people. Racism? People's so. Oh, God. I mean, 
black men had the right to vote 1870. <laughs> but civil rights had to happen. The whole movement happened nearly 100 years later. 100 years after getting the right to vote, after having a political voice that was still necessary. And, and then how long did it take after that for there to be a black president? I mean, come on. There's, something is wrong with the human brain. There's really there's a lot of mental health has to, has to be more of a focus if we really want to evolve. I love the idea that the futurists have of like using nanites, but I truly think if we, we don't want to go that route, then everybody has to kind of jump on the mental health train. That's going to be the true road to our sort of evolution, if you will, to breaking that intellectual event horizon of humanity. Big words there. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to get smarter. We want to work smarter, not harder. And uh, AI and and all that stuff is not necessarily the way to go. However, 2014 telepathy was possible i mean let's go you know we have the ability to evolve we we need to work on our mental health in order to do that so yeah naturally let's we can do it naturally guys we don't want nanites to take over (laughs) i kind of want that i want a quick fix uh you know but fix my body go you you want to be like (laughs) walt disney but still alive (laughs) well (laughs) I don't, you know, I had somebody uh, talk about that, uh, you know, kind of preserving your consciousness or that idea of that. That's part of, that's part of the futurists too. They really believe that we're going to be able to preserve our consciousness. But frankly, I feel our consciousness is already preserved and that we go on and into another lifetime like perennial flowers. I sort of see human beings as perennial flowers in a way kind of come back in about the same spot. You know, <laughs> you look the same, but you're you know a little bit slightly different, but can really tell because nobody remembers. You know, it was like a season ago or something. So well, think last season, now you're young. And all that other stuff, it's uh, generations past. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's truly, that's, that's a real thing. Epigenetics is, is something that suggests that we definitely, I mean, What's, what's really interesting is research from places like um, Tufts University in 2018 came out with a study specifically connected to the mRNA in male sperm and how that can affect fetal brain development by 300-fold. And that means that any men that had childhood trauma passed it on. They passed it on to, that, to those babies. So it was always blamed on mamas, but nope, guys. Mm-mm. You had some childhood trauma. You passed on anxiety, a predisposition for anxiety and depression to your kid. Wow, that was big. So all those ethnic groups, anybody like the Irish were persecuted. Everybody was persecuted when they came to the States, right? Yeah. So the, all that trauma and prior to coming here, many people came here because they were being persecuted, pogroms in Russia and all kinds of things. Again, you know, Jewish people were one of the smallest populations on the planet just continuously being picked on and picked on and picked on. And so the trauma from that has created a whole cancer cluster. Anybody that was part of the Russian pale, which was, again, Catherine the Great for hundreds of years after her rule, Jewish people couldn't leave these, like, basically they were ghettoized um, in what was called the Russian pale. And there's a whole cancer cluster that's connected to the stress and people that come from the, that had ancestors that came from those places have higher instances. In a nutshell, you want to keep persecuting people. You want to keep hating people. You're going to affect those people. And then you're thinking you're safe, except two generations from you, your great grandchild's going to marry somebody from there. And then you're going to have, great grandchildren your line and if the if the hindus are right and we're reincarnated it could be you coming back around with cancer i'm not kidding you know you want to play with fire keep going that's why futurists i uh, think that they're going to win this game ultimately um and obviously ai is winning so That'll we're headed be. toward isaac asimov land <laughs> <laughs> okay so i guess i should spill 
the news, yes, so to speak. Still, still. Uh, well, most of the people are aware that I've started the second second podcast, Candy Apple Advocacy, which is not only a podcast; it's a bigger platform where I've been. Well, we, me and my wife, have been trying to help parents with special needs students, but other other students as well, but mostly special needs students, um, advocate for themselves with schools and different organizations to we'll have better outcomes. So far, I think we've worked with, I better double check, but I, I know it's at least five different families in the year. We started this in August, so, I mean, we're, what, five, six months into it, so that's one a month, which is not bad for really not advertising anywhere or doing anything. It's just been word of mouth and putting it out there. Um, podcast, uh, my first guest on the podcast was a state representative from Pennsylvania who was at the uh, rally at the Capitol that I was at the other day. And so I wad- walked over to him. We had never met face-to-face, but we did a Zoom call. And he says, hey, it's good to see you here. And I'm like, oh, it's good to see you here too. Like, I wasn't expecting that line of from him, like, Figured I was just mm-hmm. another face throughout the, you know, years of people he sees. But so we had a little chat and that was good. So that's all going, right? It's it's going well. But on the other hand, I love this show immensely. But I just don't have it right now. Uh-huh. I don't have that fastball for it. And I don't want to be doing half-ass shows. So, I'm going to put it on hiatus, but, everybody, you live listeners, we're going to roam back through some of the archives together and find those great moments, because I was talking to Evergreen, my podcasting company, the other day, when when this kind of came to a head, and I had to address it with them, because, you know, they're the ones working the bill for the hosting and all this other stuff, so I had to have a hard conversation with them, which wasn't that hard. Uh, because they want me to do what's best for me, and it's great. It's all positive on their end. And I said, I just don't want to let the feed drop, because if I do want to come back, I want to make sure that the listeners have been, uh, for the lack of a better word, entertained while I've been gone. So they said, go back through the archive, because, I mean, I've only been there for a couple years. They know I have hundreds of shows before I went on there. They said, go back through and dig for those highlights of stuff that you know your listeners would like, pull them back up, throw them out there. So, that's the plan. To dig back through the many years of archive, I think we're looking at 12 years of archive, some 500 shows, if I counted right, and finding those golden moments. So, while they may not be live shows, everybody, uh, we're going to have some fun with some of the old shows, and which I'm really looking forward to going back through them because, well, you'll appreciate this. I know the early days were a bit rough. And I don't think so fondly of them, but I'm sure there is some gold in those contents that I have long forgot about. So that's the hope. Well, I am impressed, Jim, and I'm, I'm, I think it's what you just did is so brave and courageous because this show has been around from the beginning. You know, you've had this for a long time, and you're evolving as a person. I think it's amazing, and I also think the work that you're doing for the families and for kids, this is exactly what we were talking about, right? Yeah. This, that's actually the linchpin of everything we've been talking about, mental health and helping kids, the next generation, to clear the path for those kids. You're helping to clear the path, Jim, and that's awesome and amazing, and you're doing it in your corner of the world. I wish more people would be exactly like you, and we love this show, and I've literally never missed an episode except for one when I had a client at that exact time. Sometimes I have those late clients, but, you know, anyway, um, I'm just, I'm going to be moving Yeah. shows that, well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, I've never listened to one of my old shows completely straight through, any of them. Oh, wow. So... This will be an experience for me to kind of sit here and enjoy listening to them. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking I forward have to too, it. Though, really, that'll be fun. Then we can hear. It'll be. It's nostalgia is very popular. <laughs> well, the other so thing, I, like I, I said, I look forward to that. I mean, you've been around for ten years, but I'm 
uh, well, you said you've heard most of them, but I'm sure that because I, I I think it was 2012 was the first time I have a recorded show from. So even yeah, if, no, I remember that March 13th, and that was one day after the pandemic. No, no, um, this is 2012. So this right. was right before the world was going to end. <laughs> right, that's right, and that's what this. What what's weird is March 12th. Um, March 13th of 2020 was the day that the uh, turn from foreign countries was when the shut. Like, uh, it's like you're psychic. <laughs> I was something, but anyways, well, well, some people call me that too, but we'll get to those in that clip for sure. But I, I'm looking at Germantown Runner and, um, Geo observation and some other people that have listened to the show for the last several years faithfully and looking at you as well and some other like I don't want to start naming names because you know what happens when you do that you start missing people but this is not the end this is just me taking a, a break that people have been encouraging me to take for probably 10 years to take some time off <laughs> because there was a while there that I did 150 shows in a row or some ridiculous number like there was years in a row so like Cal Ripken, he needed a break, took a break, and got came back a little bit better. So uh, we're just definitely going to do that. I like that because you have to come back with fresh eyes. Everybody needs a vacation, and you definitely are doing some really important work. So I'm so proud of you, Jim, on so many levels, and I'm kind of grateful to be here at this moment and be standing next to you. Love it, yeah, and I, I love you. I love you too, and I, I'm grateful for everything that you've done for the show, my family, and all that other stuff. Um, everything in between. I don't know what's in between, but we'll just say everything in between. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens in the future, but. <laughs> uh, I, I know one thing. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, Neither, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're not allowed to go anywhere, so. Um, <laughs> I'm going nowhere. No, I mean, I'll, I, I'm constantly traveling, but I'm still here, and I'll always, I'll always be here for the show. You're not yeah. going anywhere, yeah, but you're, 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 you've, I, I can't, I've probably lost track of the number. I've, have we done a conversation from the same place twice? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, no, no. Nope. It's, it started with Wizard World. It's, I, I was going to 32 cities a year for like five years. I mean, you know, I became a vagabond. Like like Jason Momoa, <laughs> name dropping. What's up? <laughs> if you if you got it, go with it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I like to go with it over there. But no, no. I mean, he's definitely super attractive. But that, that's not the love of my life. The love of my life is not Jason Momoa. Nope. Nope. Believe it or not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that's well over sixty years old, and you know, just just love him. Yeah. We'll, yep. We'll keep you off TMZ, <laughs> so we'll. we'll... <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? It can't be Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Although he did before all before that whole thing ended, he did invite me to a party right before the end there. Well, see, could have been. I didn't go. I've been invited to a lot of parties that I haven't gone to. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, but I'm really glad that I came to this one. Well, I'm glad you did too. Um, yeah. So I guess with that being said, I look forward to seeing everybody soonish. Um, soonish. We love you, Jim. Thank you so much for all you've given to us as an audience. Honestly. Remarkable. It's a remarkable body of work. Yeah, we, gonna, I want you to come back soon. <laughs> for for a show that was only supposed to last like six weeks, here we are. <laughs> no, seriously, I have the original note somewhere. It was like I had six show ideas. I was going to do those six and then put it on the show. Mm. It was supposed to be a Is short this, run. And this, and this definitely, you, you, I remember when you had like Jesse Ventura on, like, You've had some heavy hitters. You've like senators and shit on here. I mean, sorry. I just swore. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, audience. <laughs> I think they're used to that by now. <laughs> yeah, that's, 
That's what I'm saying. I, I'm looking forward to go- That's what. That's why I'm looking forward to going back to this. Because, like I said, I've I've the only time I heard Jesse Ventura was when I was talking to him. So, and that was mm. a number of years ago. So, to revisit that one or any number of these other people, like I said, I I remember them in the moment, but never heard them back. So it'll be interesting to see. Oh, it's going to be really. I'm I'm going to love it. It'll be like a romp, a fun romp through the years. And you had some really cool paranormal guests on as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, you you had on you had on my friend Chris from Ireland too, didn't you? Yes. Um, the anti anti bullying campaigner, uh, also radio DJ over yep. there in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, he's still doing it. By the way, he's still full force, and and he's been in all the national papers. And it's just, did you also have did you also have um, Ray on from from no, the haunted us? We never connected. We've we've we batted around for a while, and he was traveling, and then I forgot, and then every it seems like I'd forget for a couple months, and then he was probably home, and then he was all yeah, he's, he's a busy man. He is, he is. All those guys are. Ian is still on on the hunt for the paranormal. Is such a talented psychic guy. He's got new shows. Oh, those guys are those guys over there in UK or something else. Um, but they're but. Um, you know, Ray Jordan is a big, uh, big ad- advocate for anti-bullying as well, and uh, he does Bullies Out in UK. And Chris was on that show; that was a TV show was over there. Yeah, so amazing! You've had you've had on some big, big people, international names, and everything. Yeah, it's amazing. You've had a great run. Oh, I loved I loved those early paranormal days too. Ah, yeah. So they're coming back pretty quick. Like I said, that's that's the thing. Like. <laughs> there is so much because I'm looking at the external hard drive that 90 percent of the shows live on, right? Ah, but the, the most recent ones aren't on there, but all the, the going to be a really fun thing to kind of go back like a blast from the past, and you'd probably get inspired by your own shows when you come back uh, when you're ready, you feel refreshed again, you know, to be ready to go, and we'll all be waiting. Yeah, and you'll have some. Still have some content in the meantime, which is the key. I didn't oh, wanna, I love it. Didn't want to leave people out there. So I've got a fun story for you. I promise I'll wrap this up pretty quickly. But you mentioned Ireland. Um, I had a guest on named Jude Morrow. He has autism. He wrote a book about how he's trying to explain it to his son. And so I had him on. I talked to him. And then, you know, you follow people on social media. And I seen he was doing a book tour in the States. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh. If you get, you know, let me know if you get to my area. And he says, where are you from? And I told him. He's like, yeah, I think I'm coming that way. And I said, oh, okay, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll watch. And sure enough, he was doing a presentation at the high school two towns over. And then that afternoon, wow. that afternoon he was doing a book sign at the Chamber of Commerce in my town. And wow. So I said, oh, cool, I'll see you, you know. You know. One of those things I said, I'll try, you know, because I didn't know my schedule. But I said, if I can make it, I'll make it. And, um. So I walked in the back door of this, this place because, you know, that's where the parking is, behind the building. And I start talking to somebody who is there. And he's, I hear him. What is Jim Mallard doing here? I talked <laughs> talk to him like twice, right? And he recognized the voice. And that kind of threw me. Wow. And wow. So I walk in and sit down beside him on this couch and we're talking. And these people in the room have no idea how the us two know each other right so we're, we're trying to explain that to them and their, their minds are just blown because you know again you've lived in that little bubble right of what you know which is local stuff let alone mm. what you can do on the line so it was a lot of fun talking uh-huh. talking with him and so watching, I think it's awesome. watching him become a success and that's the fun thing about all this that's one thing I'm looking forward to is going back to um, seeing the people who we're here early and then have popped off since. I'm looking forward hey, to Hey, did you ever have Coyote Chris on? I did. Our, our friend Coyote Chris. Yep. And now, now that's something I I miss him so much, huh? Yes. Well, that's the other thing. Like, that's the other part of this, right? Coyote Chris. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I don't want to start naming names. Jim, the late, great Jim Mars was on the program. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that yeah, have... People- that aren't with us. Even Ian Pundit from a few months ago isn't with us anymore. So. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy how these shows um, kind of preserve people's legacies as well, you know. So, so even it's remarkable, got, Jim. Yeah. So, um, uh, like I said, it's going to be fun to go back through them and take a peek at them. Well, you really will, yeah. It's been fun. We'll do it again. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it again. Yeah. We'll do it again. When we'll do you it again come live somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love it. Well, good luck, Jim, and thank you to everybody listening tonight for being patient with my prattling on about stuff that you probably don't give a shit about. <laughs> well, they're, they're used to that tonight with everything. <laughs> I mean, we, we do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, thanks, everybody, and thank you, Jim, and good luck. I, I'm excited for you. Keep us posted. I will, and let's let's talk soon off the record. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, hopefully always. <laughs> All right, guys, I will see you soon. And I want, like, I want to remind everybody, this is not goodbye. This is just good night for a while. And people are going to ask me how long. I don't know yet, but we'll be back. Science, science, science. science. Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.